This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com and your host. Joining me for a lap of honour for a Villa win, Mr. Chris Bird and Mr. Phil Shaw. Welcome. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Hello. Very well, very well. I think... Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> I think the morning period is over now so we can uh, celebrate uh, good things in life like You'd Villa like wins. Think, sir. Indeed. Uh, although uh, we did see, uh, obviously, a tri- tribute to the passing of Her Majesty the Queen. Very well done, I thought. Of- I thought it was really well done. I like the whole lights down thing. We haven't seen that at Villa Park before. It was good. Yeah, very. In subtle. years gone by, you would have. Uh, in years gone by, you'd have been thinking, "Oh no, they're, they're not going to get the lights back on here." <laughs> but that was the old villa. <laughs> a few people did think it was a power cut. Uh, it has to be said. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, we will uh, get into uh, the game, the win uh, of the weekends, as well as catching up with the latest filler news, the three points, the media muppets, and then uh, dissection, autopsy, call it what you may. All well, did you have a good weekend? No queuing involved, I I assume? None whatsoever. No. No. Multiple gigs and then the uh, the royal state funeral. You were invited, were you? I didn't know you were invited. (laughs) You know me, David. Front and centre, <laughs> these sorts of things. Well, lucky with all, you. With all my military honours. <laughs> was Phil Shaw there with his military honours? No, he wasn't. He, well, it, it, either he was or he wasn't. Ooh. <laughs> he sent his lookalike. You're saying he was. Shaw's saying he wasn't. So which one is it? We're not allowed to say. State mm, business no. and all that. Yes, it is. Special secret sack and all that. Fucking enigmas, long day. you two. Enigmas. Uh, yet again, didn't invite me. Didn't invite me. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. I didn't I'm get a say. plus one, David, to be honest. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sure they'd have squeezed me in there. You could have blagged your way in if you wanted to. You've got into far work bigger things, haven't you? Uh, well, yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> State funerals are small fry. Right, uh, we can talk about some news. I don't think there's been much in the last 10 days, or we could talk about Villa news. Yeah, let's just talk about Villa today. Tweet 
Feet of Doom. It's like the Chimes of Doom. As uh, uh, yes, who sang that in the, the Band Aid song? Was it Bono? The uh, clanging Chimes of Doom. No, he sang "Well Tonight." Thank God it's them in front instead of you. That was him famously belting it out, wasn't it? I don't know. So who, who sang was the, the, the? Was it Boy George? Oh, there's one for Google. Mm. <laughs> I know who it is. It's just Stomp. on the top. David's my, thinking uh, he's working his way through the video. Is this the Band Aid or is this or is this the Band Aid remake where it was a load of like no no the originale originale anyway we will that's one for the listeners to think about while they drive their cars lie on the beach flying off to their holidays or uh, just standing a queue take, taking their kids to school or uh, standing in another queue somewhere for a villa dog. right uh, anyway the uh, the tweet of doom to be more modern is something that Villa roll out when uh, a player's about to face long term injury and uh, Bubakar Kamara. Uh, the two marquee signings are both croc. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to call on our player of the season from last season, aren't we? Oh, shit. Now he's gone as well, hasn't he? Fuck. Hmm. There's multiple. I'm hoping it won't be a big one. I'm hoping it won't be a big levels, one. Multiple levels, isn't there? There's the. Uh, yeah. You've got an international break to absorb a minor injury. Uh, but I hope he's back for some of those October games because that's going to mm-hmm. be quite defining uh, to our season. If not, then uh, there's that World Cup buffer of six weeks. Uh, hopefully, if it's uh, two or three, two to three months uh, injury, then he'll be back uh, for the new year. But I'm sure we'll find out more uh, this week. You'd hope to find out more than just speedy recovery or something like that. Yeah, they should wait until they have before they diagnosis. Yeah, before they have a rough diagnosis, uh, rather than going, oh, you know, speedy return, because, you know, all that is is just creating hysteria. Anyway, uh, he is also withdrawn from the French squad to uh, be replaced by uh, Jordan Veratou. A nice Villa connection there. The club have uh, announced that uh, 12,600 people took play, took part in the digital uh, survey on the uh, potential new club's crest. Most of the things what they put out in their in in their uh, website release was was things I told them actually. It's almost verbatimly like they've taken the uh, minutes of that fan consultation group meeting. Uh, my bottom line was it should be a green hat approach and forget about all this uh, romanticism and uh, the danger of stasis of sentimentality over round badges etc. I think there's a job to be done on that lion if it's to be used. Then uh, there's you've got to improve that lion and. Uh, I've I've written about it in uh, astonvilla.wtf, which uh, should be out uh, now. So uh, if you're not subscribed to that, uh, do go to uh, www.astonvilla.wtf and subscribe to that. That's uh, basically my dose of uh, no uh, BS uh, news and uh, insights. And uh, this latest one I uh, I do speak about the Club Crest and is actually... uh, Got another meeting this week to uh, potentially see some uh, early designs to see uh, what paths they have taken. Uh, Meanwhile, our uh, annual cup game against Manchester United has been selected for Sky and it's on at the strange time of uh, 8pm on a Thursday night. I think it's the uh, penultimate game before the, uh, the World Cup break, is it not? Yes, it is. So it will be interesting to see what kind of uh, allocation we get for that. Or what? rather, what allocation we take for that. Two games in, what, four days against Manchester United? Yeah, Home Saturday, Thursday, don't we? Always, always a pleasure, never a chore. Uh, Aston Villa ladies got off to uh, an expected cracking uh, start, playing a team that you'd probably expect. I mean, they've had a bit of a reshuffle, uh, nine out, seven in. But still, you would expect them, I don't know, top three. 
And uh, certainly after Villa women went up 2-0 up and then were pegged back with three goals in about it's about like eight minutes or so. Uh, the other side of the second half, you, you thought the writing was on the wall, but uh, inner resilience shown and uh, they ended up winning 4-3, which uh, in front of almost 7,000 was uh, probably as good as it could have been scripted, really. Almost, I uh, think it's probably their, uh, their, big, it's their biggest result since they've gone sort of full-time pro, you would say. It's like good to finally take the scalp of one of those bigger, bigger, yeah. more established clubs in, the, in that league. Two goals from uh, Lioness uh, Ra- Rachel Daly, who uh, is a good signing because she's actual proper, like a, a class player and, and she kind of looks it. But more importantly, she used to be, uh, she used to play for the, uh, the women's team that I used to support before it got dissolved. Lincoln City uh, oh. ladies. Who she scored were then- a belting goal in front of the whole end. It's a great strike. Yeah, she used to play, uh, I think it's the, the season before uh, Lincoln City scandalously turned into Notts County because Lincoln City were actually pretty good. But anyway, she played for them and then realised, like I did living in Lincoln, that uh, there was only one thing to do and that's get the fuck out of there and uh, <laughs> maybe go abroad and, and discover life. And she did, uh, obviously went to America, played uh, six or so years at... Uh, well, she played for a couple of LA teams that have uh, since have dissolved, and before she ended up at Houston Dash for about six years. But uh, but I think uh, I mean she plays left back for England, but uh, playing centre forward for uh, a Villa team that scored a total of was it 20, 13 goals uh, last season, which uh, it's not going to get you very far. Thirteen goals in twenty two games. No, we well, you're not going to be able to read mobile. She, she linked with Lehman and all the the other players last year that just seemed to be individual. So maybe maybe this could be a season to watch. Uh, also, the new signing uh, Darley scored as well. Uh, so that that's a positive. That's where Villa should be going. Like you know, giving away leads and then clawing them back, and you know, leading your opposition into a false sense of security and beating them. Unlike the under twenty ones, who are still they're still doing the old Villa engine thing. You know, where you go three 0 up and then somehow the game finishes three all, and you gift yep. teams things. I mean, normally it's uh, it's the the men's team where they're two 0 up and they lose three two. So it's not as that not that bad. At least they managed to score three goals before they decided to uh, let the opposition uh, claw it back. Right, uh, I think it's time for a bit of media muppetry. Right, what's in the uh, media muppets trough this week, Mister Shaw? Well, this week it's it's hard to ignore the predictability of the Birmingham Mail's battery hands because as soon as the VR, VAR check was over on Jacob Ramsey's goal, the switch was flicked on another Frankenstein's monster of a clickbait piece. This one was titled Aston Villa star Jacob Ramsey makes honest England admission as Gareth Southgate sets challenge. I mean, it's like AI's just making this up. What What is this England admission? Well, well I'm getting that. You'll see. I mean, you can probably well, come guess on, hurry yourself. up. <laughs> you can probably you can probably guess what his England admission is. He's not playing well enough to get ringed. Case closed. It could be a tweet instead. Well, he's of a under, under twenty ones though, isn't he? I thought that was he fair is. enough at this this stage. I, I wouldn't even think about him for England, to be honest. No. Not in midfield, and we're not exactly short of world-class options in midfield, are we? I didn't even know he was playing against Southampton until he scored. <laughs> anyway, do continue. No, well, the, the, what makes it bad is in this piece, they, they link back to their own question to Gareth Southgate on the 17th of March when they beggingly asked him about Ramsey's chances of making a senior squad. In, in March, Southgate looked a bit surprised and says, well, Jude Bellingham has that spot ahead of Conor Gallagher and Ramsey, which is fair enough. I think everybody would sort of agree with that, that pecking order. I mean, Bellingham's not even guaranteed a start. He should be, but he's not. 
but the question's been polished up like lipstick on a pig to tack on the quotes from an interview that Ramsey did with the Express and Star. And the Express and Star... And- Stealing their rivals' content, are they? Yep. In the interview with the Express and Star, Ramsey admits that his own form and Villas hasn't been good enough to think about a senior call-up, so his focus is just on improving his own performances. Which is completely fair enough. Which is yeah. a sign of a good pro. Logical. Yeah, but, he, yeah, but as for the Southgate challenge bit of the headline, it's, it's, it's just not there. There's just no mention of that at all. It's just lost in the ether somewhere. I mean, cynical me would say that Southgate's challenge is to fit another right-back into that squad to make it nine right-backs, but... We'll see how he does. Uh, well, I mean, this is always, uh, there's that kind of cheerleadery element just as an, a reason to get other uh, stories out there, basically. Content, shall I say, they're not stories. You know, whether it's Esri Konza, second coming, should be in the England squad when, you know, we wouldn't even think about him uh, being an England squad. Uh, well, not you, at needed, the you know, you need a couple of seasons to actually justify yourself playing consistently. I mean, uh, you could argue Harry Maguire's been playing crap, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, forget about other players. I'm just talking about straight off the bat. You know, these are players that haven't even earned uh, a tag of, let's say, Mr. Consistent at Aston Villa, never mind uh, playing for uh, international level in tournaments. I think under 21s is perfect for Ramsey at the moment. There's no kind of qualms. There's no need to rush him. And uh, he still has got a lot to prove. And his development's going sort of pretty well. Leave him be. He scored a decent quota of goals last season and really uh, fast-tracked uh, the progress we thought he would make. And uh, he needs to uh, back it up this season just to show it's not just a one-off. And, uh, you know, the, the Southampton game was a good sign because, you know, he popped up out of nowhere. And that's the kind of uh, midfield contributions you want uh, when it comes to games that aren't really uh, going anywhere. You need men, you know, in the moments to uh, win games. All right, uh, three points. I think we... Spoke about point number one uh, a few episodes ago because they were trekking that uh, the Women's Super League uh, tickets were booming, obviously because of the uh, Euro success of England. And uh, there has uh, been confirmed uh, record ticket sales uh, so far. I mean, I think Villa's uh, was it's about 6,700 is a record, isn't it, for a Villa women's game on at home? I think didn't have a little bit more for Blues last year. I think they had a little bit more for that. But they've, they've made it? a big, big progress compared to what they were getting at Boldmere and Warsaw. Compare it to their opening game last season when they got uh, 741 fans, mm-hmm. uh, which is a massive, uh, massive increase. I think in the North London derbies, you, you're looking at, uh, they've sold 45,000 tickets for that one, uh, which uh, is a great achievement. Brilliant. I mean, them and sort of City, United, I think even sometimes when the Newcastle ladies have been playing, they've been getting really good crowds. It's a case of how do you get the, the crowds up a little bit and engaged with the with the Villa ladies team. Obviously, Arsenal are very, very established, aren't they? Yeah, I think local derbies help, don't they? As, as you can see from what you just said about the Villa Blues and also uh, in, the, in the North London derby, because I think their reverse fixture last year at the Tottenham Stadium, there was 38,000 there. So mm-hmm. uh, it's this is no one-off flash in the pan. No, it seems to be a bit of a rivalry there, Arsenal, to get the, the record. Maybe next year Spurs will try and up it again, so it's, it's all good. Still a long way to go until they get anywhere near Barca, isn't it? Who filled the new camp against Real Madrid last year. I think it was about 90,000 there. Wow. So this is where your, your traditional rivalry... Uh, well, that, that shows you what, on a supporter level, it's kind of about, isn't it? It's uh, Certainly in Villa's men's uh, case, it's not about the football. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on swiftly. Uh, number two, uh, Mr. Griezmann in his second season back. This is just ridiculous, isn't it? Second season back at uh, Atletico 
Madrid on loan from Barcelona. Four four two magazine understands that Flotigo will be obliged to pay a further forty million euros transfer fees to uh, Barcelona if the player com- completes more than forty five minutes in half the games for which he is available because he's just been coming up on s- a sub, hasn't he? Playing uh, yeah the last uh, bits of uh, games. Darren Bent was he was he was there not a thing with Darren Bent if if he played so many games whenever Lambert came in or was he was he had he just given up by then because when Benteke was there it was like always oh, Bent not starting with him there was a rumor that Sunderland were due more money if he played more games yeah I'm I'm just trying to think off the top of my head of uh, cases because there's been a few of them where players was it talk of Adama Traore had something similar where if he'd have played X number of yeah. games we had to give Barcelona more money I think there was there was something wasn't there that season when we went down. Because there was no logic, was there? Here you had no. a player who literally, even though he was completely hit and miss, I mean, uh, you know, I've heard from uh, sources at the club that uh, the manager described him as a headless chicken when on the first day he saw him at training and said, what's this? But uh, but at the same time, we, we saw what he could do. And we're talking about a relegated team that was absolutely shocking. And if you if you're a season ticket holder who's bothering to turn up to uh, see the remaining games, you you want something at least. And throwing him on was was entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah, but better they be, didn't. Better to be hit, yeah, better to be hit and miss rather than miss and miss like the rest of them were. Yeah. So, but they didn't. So that was when it was a bit suspicious. Like, are they just saving money here because they know they're getting relegated, and so they're you know obviously going to take a hit because he was injured sometimes, but a lot of the time he wasn't. He was uh, available, and uh, it didn't matter how raw he was. You, he was somebody who could actually uh, get things going, but anyway, we we uh, we digress. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean the whole uh, meltdown of Barcelona and what they're selling off and their media rights and whatever, and uh, the cat and mouse in this situation uh, just shows you how uh, finances are starting to uh, compromise the, the game uh, in that respect. Point number three: it's all about uh, play the youth, isn't it? Uh, the youngest player record has been broken in the Premier League. First of all. Arsenal uh, gave a debut to Ethan Noaneri, is that right? Close enough. In that game against Brentford, he became the uh, youngest Premier League player at 15 years old and 181 days. The previous uh, was a 16-year-old and 30 days uh, Harvey Elliott of uh, Liverpool. Well, actually, he was on loan, wasn't he, for uh, Fulham when he came on. But uh, meanwhile, in uh, the Monaco of the UK, crazy. Basically, they're going from their mother's nipple to the football pitch. (laughs) Yeah, cut the umbilical cord and get them on the pitch. Yeah, well, I mean, this is I, I saw it on the the news and I looked up and you know not it's not very nice, but I thought you know this kid's won like maybe something's happened to him or there's a charity game because he is so young looking. And then his first touch, he just crossed the ball into the box and somebody scores. He's an assist with his first touch, Christopher Atherton. So he was the he became the youngest senior footballer in the UK when he came on and got, a, got an assist for Glen Avon in the Irish League Cup. He's aged 13 years and 329 days. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It is ridiculous because his manager was on talking and I played against his manager. He's the same age as me, so it was like, <laughs> it's like soul-destroying. <laughs> oh, what could have been? Well, how's he built? Is he uh, like early puberty or... Uh... Uh, slight is <laughs> the kindest way is to say Teddy Rowe size? Gary Crosby, he's, Teddy he's taller than Teddy. He's taller than Teddy, but he's thinner. Right, okay. Well, good luck to him. It's a cracking start. Right, before we go on, a big shout out to the My Old Man Said members. Uh, thank you very much for supporting the show. Uh, I'll do uh, 
the uh, shout-outs for new members uh, next week. If you uh, become a uh, My Old Man Said member, you get access to ad-free versions of the show, extra podcasts. There's going to be a few uh, coming up once this bloody My Internet Connection has been fixed. Uh, and uh, most of all, though, you get access to uh, Match Club, which is our 24-7 inner community, which has all kinds of uh, things going on from... Uh, well, no, I we're not allowed to talk about Magic Club, I forgot. What's the rules, David? The first rule, it's the first two rules. The first rule of Match Club is you can't talk about Match Club. Anyway, if you want to, more details on uh, becoming a Mailman Said member, uh, please do go to mailmansaid.com. Click on the members link for more details there. If you sign up annually, you get uh, 10% off, which is uh, just over a month uh, free. Thank you very much. Right, uh, the Villa Park action this weekend. Oh, it had something for everyone. It had Villa against a team. We, we normally beat the hell out of them. Uh, we went 2-0 up. Then uh, it looks like the writing was on the wall. Got three goals without a reply, went 3-2 up. But oh no, there's a new uh, new spine uh, with it within Aston Villa. And uh, they ran out 4-3 winners. I mean, it was uh, extravaganza at Villa Park, which uh, we'd been waiting for. Box office entertainment. Was that the game yeah. you meant to talk about, David? No, I don't, I don't think. No, and thanks for the season up Nice. What? And yeah, thank, thank sets you. Sets the just, season up nicely. It's already gone to shit, David. What are yeah, you talking so that's about? what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, 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 sorry. I, that I thought, game. Oh. I thought we were going to talk about the entertaining game this week. Oh, if only. <laughs> Nobody would be expecting that. But you, you say you want to talk about the the one nil instead. Is that what we're talking about? Oh, you <laughs> yeah, want it reluctantly? The, the one for the purists. For those who like a game of it's chess. It's like cricket, isn't it? It's like test cricket and uh, hundred. No, Villa Southampton was definitely a shit county championship game on a soggy Wednesday afternoon. But in we're April. purists. We're purists. So we'd rather be misers and talk about that game than uh, the new wave, the new entertaining wave. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> that is what we're saying. <laughs> but now, at least direction? this week, if it, if but if it keeps going the way it's going, yeah. If if the trend continues, we may have to switch this up or switch it around. Should I say? I don't think we will have the vocabulary for the the exciting game. It's not in. It's not in the locker. <laughs> We can learn, Phil. Sure, we we have a whole we have a World Cup break, six weeks to learn positive vocabulary. You're not linguistic liabilities. We we will have six weeks to learn. So uh, that's a warning to uh, the Aston Villa men's team. If you don't sort your act out in October, we're switching. We're switching over. We're transitioning. <laughs> Talk about value for money. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Scratch out the four-three entertaining victory over Manchester City. Insert one-nil uh, win over the Saints. Now, the context of this game was: if we had lost this game, and quite feasible, the Saints uh, have beaten us more times than we've beaten them in the Premier League era. They have beaten Chelsea this season. More than capable of beating this Villa team, I would venture. But uh, if we had lost that, that would have been the fifth loss in our seven games. And uh, when we've lost five out of the first seven in the previous three times, that has equated to uh, relegation. So uh, a lot at stake this game. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It was a, it was a stop the rock game, wasn't it? I was thinking if, yes, if we get beat here, I think we probably will get relegated again as uh, the statistics bear out because uh, it would have turned bad and uh, yep. we'd have slumped. So that's, that's why ultimately the result was king here. And that was my intrigue to watch. I wanted to see Villa win this. And uh, I think we, we, we're talking uh, uh, over before something for the weekend where I, I said, uh, you know, a 1 0 would be a great victory because uh, you'd sort out that barren run, the no clean sheet for 11 games or whatever it was. And uh, you'd get that three points, which was, that was the prize here. I mean, it's uh, it's a cliche, but if there's any time we've needed a result, that could potentially turn things around because you're building on that a positive uh, point against Manchester City and another unexpected Villa Park showing against uh, Manchester City. And you've then actually, uh, you have turned the ship around to point in another direction and hopefully uh, you can keep going in that direction. I hope so. I mean, there's... There's, there's a lot... Where are you? On yeah. the toilet? <laughs> No, I just turned around. There's, a, you know, there's a lot to be taken from games like that. When you see those, you know, those great sort of Ferguson sides at United play badly, get the result. We talked about it last year, the year before. You turn defeats into draws, turn draws into wins, and that was the kind of game that really was wasn't going anywhere until we scored. You know, I was, I was reasonably. In, I mean, we'll get into the game, but I was content I was, with the result. I was reasonably intrigued by the game. I thought Southampton were very well organised and and very tenacious and a little bit feisty. Had a little bit of afters now and then. But every time we got in the to final, put the foot in and leave it in, weren't they? Every time we got in the final third, there was two or three of their players hovering. You know, it reminded me a little bit of the old Jack Charlton's Irish team of the nineties, where they would like hunt in packs and swarm, and it was like complete commitment. I mean, they had nothing going forward. Uh, pretty much the Irish, they would snatch a goal with uh, Robbie King, but it was similar here. Southampton didn't have a lot going forward at all but uh, I thought they were kind of compact and they they hunted us down and closed us down very well so it was you know a little bit of a chess match to use that cliche and we had to be patient uh, in in breaking them down but all this media 
narrative after it was like the most boring Premier League match ever or whatever it was like I'm sorry but that's uh, that was one of the better Villa games I've seen in recent years <laughs> <laughs> I could say have they not paid any attention to Villa in the last it's like decade. zero attention I mean uh, you know the biggest piss take was that you know when they put the prices up uh, between uh, 10 to 40 percent on season tickets because you're not getting value for what you're actually watching but uh, you know that's another conversation but in this game it was all about the result, and that was uh, what you were watching. Could Villa get the result? And yeah. uh, ultimately, they did. I mean, uh, starting lineup. Another thing, people were like really negative to the starting lineup. And I was thinking, well, I expected Coutinho to come in. Gerard had telegraphed that in his uh, pre-match by saying he was the best trainer, etc., etc. The only thing uh, that was missing, it was like whether McGinn would start, but it was kind of unlikely he would throw his captain under the bus so quickly. I mean, he didn't have the greatest games uh, against Manchester City. And to be fair, he was a bit off it in the first half of this game. I mean, the vast improvement in the second half from McGinn. And, uh, you know, credit where it's due but in that first half, I, you know, I said to somebody, is it, is it me? But every every time he passes, it's always misplaced. It always goes to the opposition. But in the second half, uh, there was a, a you know, vast day and night improvement. Yeah, it was very, very noticeable, the improvement again in the second half. I mean, it's, when McGinn plays well, you know, Villa generally get a result one way or another. But you were you, you know, adversely shocked by the lineup? I, I didn't quite understand why. Really, no. I, think, I think people are just any excuse to have a moan, I aren't mean, they? It- at this point, pretty much you'd say, especially with you know the, the uh, Carlos injury the, and obviously Cash being out, the back four goalkeeper picks itself. The defensive midfield positions pick themselves. It's only really the front three where you might have some variation. Yeah, but it's probably seven or eight of your eleven that it kind of you, you're going to go with every week. I mean, I saw that starting lineup and I thought, yep, you know, whatever. Yes, yeah, so be it. Knowing that we had plenty on the bench that you could bring on, and, and I mean, and I wanted a curiosity to see Dendonka start, but apart from that, it's mm-hmm. uh, as you probably expect. Yeah, and in terms of shape, he kind of went in a similar way as he said he was going. You know, the, after the, I think it was, was it before Man City, he'd said, "I need to be slightly more pragmatic and kind of go back to the way we were when I first came in to a point and, and grind out results." And they did that. I mean, you know, it wasn't pretty on the eye, but you're not always going to be. What would you rather have? Pretty and lose, or functional and get the win? Yeah, it's, it's, there's levels that people want to complain about things all the time, and where we are, what we needed. You can't complain. It's like we got no. exactly what we needed. Not when you've um, got an opposition with a with a similar mindset. You know, Southampton was set up to be pragmatic and hit on the break. Now they didn't offer fuck all going forward. Let's be honest, but yeah. it wasn't like Villa were, were all over them. Um, we had our big chance and and took it. And sometimes you're going to get a game like that. I think it's just because it's Southampton and they're unfashionable. And you think, well, we should, you know, we battered them last year, but Southampton was stupidly open last year and we just tore them to shreds. And I think that's why Southampton yeah. never opened up, even with sort of maybe what 20 minutes to go, quarter of an hour to go. You thought, oh, well, they'll, they'll have to go for it here. And they never really did. No. But at the same time, I, th- I, I, I thought they were good off the ball and they made it very difficult for yeah. us. And I, th- I, you know, I thought they were better and let's say more of a challenge than the likes of Everton and, you know, even West Ham, who, who ended up beating us. I yeah. thought this was kind of a tougher game uh, in terms of breaking them down, uh, as you say. But saying that in the first half, uh, hats off to Konza. He made two kind of crucial interventions. Uh, Mings yeah. was immense throughout. He had a very and, good game again, didn't he? He's had a couple now. It's back-to-back, two really good performances from him. And Kamara, was, was before he got injured, was having a good shift. And was you know it was, it was nice to see, like it almost like uh, seam- seamlessly slips into that centre-back position when Mings is up and Mings actually can stay up a little bit 
because you know yeah. he likes to sometimes linger up the top in case the ball comes back. So it gives yeah. you that security that you've got, say, uh, rather than like I don't know Douglas. No disrespect to Douglas Louise, but you know Kamara's more of a centre back, you know, in terms of physique. So when he drops back to cover, you're not that scared of a, a counter attack or a, you know crossing from uh, one side because you've got uh, a bit of height in there so it, that kind of works well but you know sod's law kamara goes off it's almost like we have to make a sacrifice for every three points we get this season yeah, yeah. admittedly you, know, you bring louise on and within you know what a couple of minutes he's uh he's mr sitter and you think oh has he not scored from that corner yeah <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I mean, most. I'll be scoring from that kind of range. Most boring game ever. Well, uh, sorry, we're having players taking shots from the corner. It's that, you know, at least we got a, uh, one of those in, and it when it wasn't a bad effort. Yeah, I love the fact that the media, media reacted to it, going, "Oh, he's only just come on, and they're booing him already." Like, oh, guys, keep <laughs> up, <laughs> keep up with the narrative, you lazy fuckers. Some arsehole was was thinking, "Oh no, uh, you know," because people were saying, "Oh, nice tribute, you know, to the Queen," uh, blah blah blah, and, and you know, the Twitter arseholes that you always get. They go, no, there were people booing in the seventy minutes applause. And it's like, no, they weren't. They were saying, "Shoot," because <laughs> you know, in the same way as the England fans go, "Root." And every yeah. other club has someone like that. Or Bruce Springsteen. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. But, you exactly. know, Ashley, ball came out to Ashley Young. Shoot. Louise got the ball any, anywhere. Shoot. Yeah. Ings, was it from, like the, uh, from oh, well, the he got that. line? Yeah, yeah, that one in the, in the last <laughs> yes, minute where he s- sliced it, didn't he? But, I mean, that would have been an unbelievable goal. I don't know if it's a Brummie accent or just when you've got a lot of people in unison saying shoot. It, it sounds, sounds like. Uh, yeah. So that was absolute nonsense, but uh, you know, makes you chuckle. But that's you know, that's how uh, that's how this horrible kind of social media just spreads misinformation. It's, yeah. it's almost like you have to be at the game now to get the true story. Yeah. Then Donker and he came on actually uh, for twenty four plus minutes. Only had four touches, but you could see the difference. Just a couple of little things. It was like one. Uh, Header. It's his reading the of mid- the game, isn't it? Yeah, header in midfield, which normally, if that went over his head, if he was like, I don't know, a shorter player or wasn't in that position, then suddenly Southampton are through and, and causing us problems. But it was almost like extinguished just, just from where he was and height. But obviously, you know, you, you got to see more of him, but he was in the right places at the right time. But I'd like to see him uh, start a game just to see what he can do. Uh, but obviously, we're going to have to wait now. Yeah, I mean, you can t- you can tell he hasn't played a lot of football this year, but you can tell also that he reads the game well. And I, th- I think, well, if Kamara's out for a little while, they're probably going to have to call upon him in that position. Um, so mm. he's going to have to get up to speed pretty quickly. I hope not, because I'd like to see them two play together. Unfortunately, Chris, he's our next sacrifice for three points. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so hopefully, he starts Thank the God game. We've got makes- a big squad, eh? Yeah, coming up, yeah. coming up, peck sacrifices. Do I have to? Do I have to? Start how many with the most do we need ones? for? How many do we need for forty points? It's gonna. How many do we need to win the league? Will we end up <laughs> being able to uh, field eleven players? That's the problem. That's where you get lads back off loan. Can you come back just so we can sacrifice you? Saves on uh, buying goats to sacrifice. <laughs> so the good news from that performance, you think? Well, Cons and Mings, if if they play like that and you know get back to uh, let's say their better season, then. We might not miss, miss Carlos as bad. Well, we don't know what we're missing because we never saw anything from him. We didn't have time. Yeah. So uh, you're just hoping those two play like that. And, uh, and I was impressed with Ashley Young again. Yeah. With a you know, senior player role, very, very steady on the ball, some really good distribution, as you'd expect from him. And when he gets into the final third... You... It's all less kamikaze, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot less crash bang wallop. And when he gets into the final third, you actually think he's going to deliver here. As Cash, you don't know if he's going to smash it across the pitch straight out for a throw-in. 
Yeah, it's communication as well with Ashley Young. You can see him talking yeah. to Bailey. He, I mean, Bailey, it wasn't Bailey's greatest game, but you can tell he brings a better Bailey out. You know, he, he's like almost like the filter on him to make him do the, the right things. Especially when we don't have the ball. Yeah, yeah. with Cash, when, when he when he delivers Cash, it's a bit like spin the wheel, isn't it? Where it'll end mm-hmm. up. Big time, big time. <laughs> And you'd almost sacrifice a little bit of Cash's energy because Young's still very fit to get a much more steady Eddie type player, which probably suits Konza and Mings. Now, obviously, yeah. Dina's sort of a little bit more sort of more of a senior player, but um, has his moments. I think Ashley Young's a lot more steady. And also, I think you need that you say vocal with the team. I actually think he's the, probably the only player who's constantly in the refs ear. Yeah, you know, there was the um, there was the high foot, wasn't there, on McGinn earlier in the game, which was somehow decided it was their free kick when you, just, you see pictures of it <laughs> and just like, McGinn's jumping and someone's already kicked his head off but no it's a low head apparently McGinn what are you trying to do you're decision. trying to break that guy's ankle with your head <laughs> yeah it's that's, just that's like, how that's how the ref read it yeah Blat- blatantly trying to break his ankle with his head yeah if you have been down Villa Park in person you will know there's uh, two new Villa Park traditions that are fastly forming uh, the first is uh the uh, Emmy Buendia song on the ooh, about the sixty-one minute mark, sixty to sixty-two minute mark. Fifty-five yeah. if things are going badly. <laughs> if, he, if he hasn't stood up, if he hasn't stood up to get warmed up, yeah, last year about then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much the hour mark, and and that's the first thing you hear from the Holt uh, when it gets to the half hour mark. That means it. I mean, I think it's rain or shine. Uh, that's who they call for. And the other thing is, yep. uh, oh, around the eighty-two-eighty-fifth uh, minute, uh, Martinez always gets injured. <laughs> yes. Yeah, goes up. He's got- Catches it, lands on his back. It's a coincidence. It's it's a pure coincidence. He's going to do the platoon soon, isn't he? He's going to go down both knees and throw the arms up in the air, just like oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I bet he's overjoyed to have a have a you know clean sheet because actually it's one of his probably one of the quietest nights he's had in months down there. He could have been in a hammock, couldn't he, between the two posts? There was. uh, I must admit, in the last five, ten, five minutes, I was thinking the thought of. They could get a draw here, and it would be what you would surmise from that would be we are cursed. This is going to be a, a bad season because they we were we all. were pretty comfortable. They didn't deserve uh, bugger all, and uh, we did look likely to get a second. I, th- I think if just they opened up at any point, then, yeah. Yeah, I think they wanted to keep it tight and nick it because I think if they opened up at any point, I think that's when you get Coutinho, Buendia on the ball um, and you've got runners off him. And I think we would have caused them problems. So yeah. I think they would they sort of knew. It's similar to West Ham, but I think if you give Villa space to play in, we can destroy you, as we saw against them last year and very similar teams as well. But it was, it was well, good but to see, uh, you know, get a bit of uh, Buendia and Coutinho time yeah. together. Yeah. And, de- and defensively, I thought, actually, we did well because really you know where Southampton's strength is going to lie. It's don't give stupid free kicks away in and around the penalty area and let Ward-Prowse deliver it into good areas, which obviously he can and did a yeah. couple of times. But generally, that was their only likely source of of danger. We, we basically kept them away from our 18-yard uh, box in terms of we didn't give away anything kind of cheap until you know, just the end where we, uh, I don't know, got a little bit deeper, maybe uh, panicked a little bit. Yeah. And then you've man of the match, Coutinho. I mean, it should have been, everybody would probably agree it should have been Mings got man of the match, but Coutinho got the, the broadcaster's award as man of the match. I thought he had a decent game. I mean, he didn't get a direct involvement, but it was his cross that led to the goal. Yeah, I thought it was good, especially in the first half. I thought it was busy. Um, he had a great little spin. and But they, they were all snap, over snap him. Snap they were swarming yeah, all they over were. him. They made life it very difficult for him. It was kind of like back to the days of watching Grealish up getting, you know, double, sort of yeah. t- double teamed, as it were. But yeah, I would agree that Mings, uh, I thought overall, was the best performer. I mean, I yeah, joked earlier on, and, and I actually meant it, that uh, I don't know, I, th- I think I need a uh, better prescription uh, 
contact, uh, well, I say contact lenses, I only wear one. I'm a cyclops. But uh, it was literally the first time I saw Ramsey on the pitch when he scored. And a few people said that. I noticed this on uh, Twitter as well, so I wasn't going crazy. But we haven't spoken about the goal, actually. Short corner, Coutinho, decent ball in. Watkins, again, Watkins, it was a good header. He got his head on it, and the keeper... Yeah maybe should have put it over the bar it comes back off the bar and then Ramsey puts it away but there was a telling touch from a Southampton defender which I mean, ruled out any sort of hint of offside despite that VAR decided to check it for two minutes oh yeah I forgot about that that came out of nowhere that far we were celebrated mm. and had celebrated we were quite a uh, you know, celebration actually for the goal waiting for the game to continue and then that came out of nowhere it was ridiculous. The Southampton, I come back off the bar and the Southampton player heads it. So then, like, as we've experienced as well, that's, that's a complete new phase of play. So yeah. there was no need for it at all. I don't know what angles we're looking at. In hindsight now, the whole uh, refusing 20, 23, 25 million for Douglas Louise if Kamara is out uh, for, let's say, a matter of months. You're going to need him. It's probably worth it because as we stand now, even now, uh, the most likely involvement for Villa at this stage is a relegation battle and uh, if, if you said now uh, right it's going to cost you 25 million to stay up you would take that because uh, it, it's, you're going to lose a hell of a lot more money uh, to go down so uh, yes as you say we will probably need him now I mean we got Dendonka in so there's another option but uh, we have depth now that if we get two injuries we can uh, actually cope which is uh, good news but i don't I, w- I wouldn't like to see that tested too much i mean uh, it's not really fair as a supporter to have two the main two players that you bought to improve the team uh, taken away from you so bloody early in the in the season either well it's frustrating you know when you're looking for gerard to maybe get a little bit of look you know a bit of rubber the green and stuff like that and sometimes it's just against you isn't it but you've got to rise above it, you know you just got to play well and get the job done and not rely on it but you'd, you'd hope for a little bit of a bit of luck I suppose yeah. you, you know you could argue when the ball rebounds off the bar and falls to Ramsey and goes in then you've you've had a bit of a break of the ball thoughts on uh, the international break uh, good timing I think kind of irrelevant because we had that uh, probably post- relevant to Villa postponement really didn't we so yeah it, it probably just buys us a bit of time with some injuries yeah that's the only uh, upside I would say because I think we need games now we want to keep going yeah. yeah, I'm starting to wonder if that postponement might have been good timing because despite Leicester getting thumped by Spurs, Leicester put in a really good performance for 70 minutes of that match. So it's kind of similar you, to our game against them last year where Spurs were just so clinical. They got the big chances and they buried them. But Leicester did play some quite good yeah. football. If we'd have played Leicester, there would have been so much riding in that match that you, you just don't know what way it would have went. But Southampton just it didn't feel like as much of a you know like a pressure cooker. I mean that it wasn't mm. El Sacago. Yeah. <laughs> no. It was actually quite a good atmosphere, to be fair, Villa Park. It was kind of, I think the game started dampened well, it didn't down. It? But yeah, it started pretty well. People I think mainly because, you know, Friday night, late kickoff, it's, uh, yeah. people are up for it, obviously, after a, a couple of jars. Mm-hmm. Carragher said on uh, on Sky, Gerard obviously said it in the, in the in his pre-match, but uh, Carragher flagged a bit where he said, uh, Neil Critchley wants to move the ball forward quicker than uh, Beal wanted. I thought it was interesting that Gerard actually uh, said that, but he said that's one thing, perhaps why things you know haven't been going right. But then again, you know, Beal, the results were equally uh, as poor at the end of last season than they were at the start of this season. So I don't know how much you can kind of read into that. I haven't, I haven't noticed anything particularly about the speed of how they get forward. It's more uh, being a bit more pragmatic in terms of not overcommitting. Uh, it's the main difference I've I've seen. Certainly in the fullbacks. 
Yeah. And they're certainly not rifling it forward into Watkins quite so much. They're trying to play through phases and going to feet as opposed to going back to front, which is kind of obvious. But I think there's I think there's a time and a place for being sort of direct. We saw that against City where sometimes there's if you've got Watkins against John Stones, the easiest way to get at him is put it in behind him and turn him around. So sometimes there are games when it'll work, especially when Watkins is such a willing runner. I just think hoofing it up to him and expecting it to stick every time is probably not the way to go. But his hold-up play generally is good into feet. Yeah, and you know, in uh, Gerard's uh, credit, against City, uh, you know, both times he's not uh, parked a bus man. He's always make sure that Villa has a threat and carry the threat, and they should with some of the players they have. So it's almost like they were, even though they're trying to contain City, they were also swinging for City at the same time. And as long as they keep doing that, and you know, they aren't too overly pragmatic, I think you know we ultimately should be all right because we've got the talent there. We're just going to make sure that they're serviced and we're not over over cautious. I mean, we look at this Villa team and we're you know we're being critical as a lot of the fan base are, but you look at how respectful Everton were when they came they didn't West even uh, didn't even you know they were too scared to press West Ham then you've got uh, Southampton like double tripling up on players so I think they look at our team sheet and they go uh, this is a good team I think that's what managers have been doing yeah teams probably don't want to be the team that you know they don't want to be that side that oh shit we were the team that got it the day Villa clicked People look at it and go, on paper, it will. I don't think we're that close to it. but No, I don't. I mean, we've, we've spoken about this before. Teams where, probably give us too much respect. We've spoken about it before where you think, I think it's, you know this this team's going to batter somebody, but we're not. I, I don't get the feeling we're going to run away we four or five We were last year at times, but, but I don't think we are at this point. This is a team almost like uh, learning how to apply it, what they've been told, as opposed to a, a team that's playing on any kind of instinct. Yeah, they're, they're having to go back. It's not so much go back to basics, it's getting the foundations right, because what Jared said, you'll you'll see the fancy stuff come in later on when Villa hopefully move up the table. Yeah, right. We will do more uh, shows in this international break and extra shows as well. Just Let's just finish on one useful stat or one poignant stat, should I say. Uh, Phil, have you got anything? Yes, this was one that came up on the, on the TV broadcast. Um, Villa were the first team that Queen Elizabeth II presented the FA Cup to in 1957. And by coincidence, Southampton were the last team she presented it to in 1976 before she handed it over to the other royals to do. Wow, that, that is symmetry personified, isn't it? It's funny how these things work out. It is. It's all preordained. Unfortunately, we haven't won it since, mind. <laughs> Well, that's because she hasn't been around to uh, present us with it. As I told you, uh, I think there's something for the weekend. We're one monarch away from having a, yeah, a villain as domination. king. And regular Villa King presenting trophies at Wembley to Villa captains. So uh, just we just got to hang in there for old Charlie. And then that's our transitional dynasty or whatever they call yeah. these. It's going to be all about reigns. heroes and villains. And as long as as long as William does his parenting right, then that should be a lineage forever. Then yeah, you're not allowed exactly. to put ah, anybody yes. else. Yeah, generation, generation. And it's, we're, we're talking dec- uh, not decades, centuries of domination of football. So uh, just enjoy the ride until we get to the uh, the bit where it gets boring, where we just start winning all the time. And we, be- and we become like Man City, like, oh, God, Real Madrid on a Wednesday night. <sighs> boring. No, 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 no. It will be, how many are we going to beat Real Madrid by? That will be the exciting thing. Right, please uh, do follow us on uh, social media, at my old man said whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter as well, if you live in the Twitterverse. Personally, I hang around in Match Club myself, but, uh, you know, that's... You're such I've a got, private members club kind of guy. Because I've, <laughs> I've got good taste. Well, I'd just like to 
stay away from the uh, the psychos. You know what I mean? I do. Mm-hmm. Right. Until we meet again in this international break, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.